and welcome to Wires from the Deep, a Silo Series podcast. Today is Saturday, June 24, 2023, and you're listening to episode 11, Start Here. I am your host, Crystal, here with my co-host, Kelly. Hey, everybody. And joining us today for our breakdown of Silo episode 9, The Getaway, is science fiction author and series editor of the anthology series Beyond the Stars, Patrice Fitzgerald. Hello, Patrice. Hello, nice to be here. (laughs) So in addition to what I just mentioned, Patrice is the author of a collection of sanctioned wolf fan fiction. So those of you who are listening who are book readers can check out her work by looking up Karma of the Silo. Patrice is also a longtime fan of Hugh Howey, and I think we even met online because of our mutual uh, fandom of of Wolf, right? Yeah, (laughs) I think that was it. We connected because of Hugh. He's a big connector. Yeah. So uh, why don't you... uh, Give us a brief history into how you became a Wolf fan. Well, it's interesting because um, on in one of our groups on Facebook, we're talking about how people discovered the books. And I am pretty sure it was sometime in 2012, so a good 10 plus years ago. And I just heard the the scuttlebutt that there was this amazing short story that had become a, a, a book which collected five short parts of it together in a book called Wool, which is very confusing because, of course, the first short story was called Wool, and then the whole thing was called Wool. (laughs) So I read the first one, which I think it was either 99 cents or free, and I was kind of skeptical because I'm a little bit of a snob and, well, maybe a lot of a snob. And I thought, if everybody loves it, you know, it's probably kind of commercial. I don't know what I thought. (laughs) I read the first short story, Wool, and I was like, this is fantastic. And I immediately bought the whole book and immediately devoured that. And I think he was between shift one and shift two. I'm not sure when I started writing my own fan fiction with his permission. But I mean, obviously, it was very smart of him to allow fans to write because that was very much a no-no at the time. And he he was part of the reason that they created Kindle Worlds, mm. where other authors could allow other people to write in their worlds with, you know, protection, contract protection. And Kindle Worlds doesn't exist anymore, but it was a, another great opportunity for people to jump in and tell stories. And it's helped build his fan base. And when was that, Patrice? Um, I started in 2013 and I finished my Karma of the Silo in 2014 and put, I did it in parts too. I had five parts and I put them together. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I had to go back and look at all of this because I'm just now getting it out in paper. Um, It's always been just an ebook, but I'm about to do a print book. So anyway, 2014 was when I had the whole book done. It's funny because um, you mentioned that yours was in five parts. So Hugh really made that like the in thing to do, yeah, is <laughs> to like write short stories and, and add parts on as it mm-hmm. gained popularity. And stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And it makes it, I've realized, because I've, cert- I've written a lot of other things now, but it makes it so easy because it doesn't seem like this overwhelming task that you mm. have to get through. Karma is, um, Karma of the Silo is 80,000 words. But I wrote it in such short pieces that it was very doable. And it and it lends itself to a novel to have these different segments. So, yeah, it all worked out very well for me. And uh, I just looked back recently to see how it's, you know, in its heyday, how much that book sold, which was uh, a very exciting moment. It was a lot. It even made some money. <laughs> <laughs> If 
before we get to the breakdown, Wires from the Deep is brought to you by Pico's House. If you have a manuscript that you're looking to develop, fine-tune, or polish for self-publication or submission to agents and publishers, Pico's House offers comprehensive editorial services for fiction authors such as alpha and beta reading, developmental editing and manuscript critiques, line and copy editing, and proofreading and formatting. The team at Pico's House helps hundreds of authors each year and specializes in science fiction, fantasy, middle grade, and thrillers. To find out more, go to picoshouse.com. P-I-K-K-O-S-H-O-U-S-E.com. Please mention that you heard about Pico's House on Wires from the Deep. All right, so let's get to the breakdown. Um, so last week ended on a really bad cliffhanger, right? Or stair hanger, railing hangers. <laughs> she, she, she jumped up on the railing and she just plopped over the side Grindelwald style but yeah and then the episode opens right where it left off like literally right she just yeah. falls onto the walkway it's very painful the sound when she hits the ground yeah it on. is like she just thumps down and it oh like the and look we had her a week, face we had a week to theorize about okay could there be a net does she have friends down in you know in the down deep is where she landed that that little um Landing that heads off to judicial. I, I guess that's the only time I've ever seen that like walkway thing. No, they, they we've we've looked at like uh, sweeping shots of like up and stuff. So there's like I think three areas where there's walkways and they alternate every I so often. I think there was one when she so. said, "Remember when Johns was saying that she wants to see the babies?" <laughs> I yeah, think yeah, she, she, just, she yeah. met the people on one of them. Yeah, so there's I yeah, think... there's got to be a way to get from the stairway, obviously, on each each platform, each each level, but I didn't know what to expect. I thought there had to be something magical. Um, and how far did she drop? That That's an interesting it, question. It looked, it looked significantly high. It was like ankle dropping range or like the breaking range. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And onto concrete too. Yeah. Ouch. I mean, like, I, I, th- I would think that like, if you drop onto like a yard with dirt, it's not nearly as bad. Right. But yeah, she like dropped right onto solid concrete. But it's so TV, it's, so she survives. It's not, it's not metal. It's concrete. I think it's concrete. It yeah. looks concrete. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you yeah. know, she's tough. That that yeah. uh, Rebecca Ferguson, she's in great shape. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so it was funny because after that, they start chasing her. And last week, me and Kelly had talked about how worthless Sims is. <laughs> completely he, useless yeah i like him a little better now i don't know he like has softer sides but i i think he's just completely useless in every way yeah i think this episode they tried to soften him up you know make him like about family and stuff like that but you know i still don't like him <laughs> well yeah. of course he's he's one of the one of the villains but that's the thing that's so cool about this there are so many potential villains or are they really secrets upon secrets, mysteries upon mysteries. I mean, and I, I've read the books and I even wrote a book about it. And this is a whole new telling of the tale, but it's it's so much to keep track of. I mean, it's fascinating. But Yeah, because um, Sims is heavily expanded from the book. I I mean, he was he was he was important in the book, but he wasn't nearly this prominent. Right. Right. So. But yeah, so he's like starts running down the stairs and he, I guess Paul somehow runs faster than him and he chases Jules into <laughs> the residential Paul area. Paul is like suffering from some mysterious Syndrome. disease, right? <laughs> still yeah. faster than Sims is. Yeah. And then he's he's like, I don't know where she went. This but is, I, I, I do want to... Billings, uh, we're talking Paul about? Billings, yeah. So. I never, I never use his first name, so I didn't know. Oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, he's, he's a really interesting character going... He is. You know, 
in he, in between all of these different forces and trying to be a good guy and and tough. He really wants to stick to the pact. He's the expert on the pact, you know. He's a fantastic actor too. Yeah. We yeah. really me and, and Kelly what's are, the syndrome? <laughs> we don't That's know. a big question, right? Um, but yeah, so I, I'm curious though, like I, I think he said that basically somebody let her in their apartment, right? Is that what he was saying? Something like she's the sheriff, she's still wearing her. her oh, yeah, stuff, he said so. something how it's easier for her to like get in. Get he, did, yeah, he didn't say that he had witnessed it or be very specific. He suggested that, Somebody's yeah, we're not going to find her because people will let her in because she's yeah. the authority. Yeah, and she was wearing the badge or whatever. Yeah, but then um, Sims goes to Bernard and then they're talking about how she got back to the staircase somehow. But I don't understand how she would like, weren't, didn't they have like guards on the thing? <laughs> I, I don't, I don't really understand how she's getting around. I guess that's something we're I not have really no supposed idea. to. It's like apparition. <laughs> she's yeah. in the pipes. Yeah, she can apparate around the side. <laughs> right. Well, she's done I, that a couple of times. She went from the hospital, you know, where the babies were. And then when they came in to raid it, she was yeah. gone. So I, I, I guess maybe because I don't remember them showing it, but somehow she, at some point, she must have realized what to look for to find the cameras. Because if she can avoid these things, then she must know what to, to well, look for. When she's running around, you mean that she's like avoiding the cameras? Somehow. Yeah. So she must know, like, because it's got to be something that she can see where she must know what what they are. You know, like, are there, so you're not talking are there about little just in, mirrors? In, you're, you're not talking in about just in the apartments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they have them in. Well, they must have them in the hallways, but we've never, they don't have a lot of mirrors anywhere else, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just, that's what I'm just, I'm wondering, like, what they present as in the hallways. You know, that she, right. you know, is it some kind of sign? You know what I mean? It, there must be something that she, she's suspicious of. And maybe she can identify. Yeah. So she knows yeah. what to duck around or avoid. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe it's just woo woo, you know, <laughs> one of these things the author and the writers don't really uh, explain. So in the, when Sims is talking to Bernard, he, his, his 18 keychain buzzes, <laughs> right? Right. Um, he looks scared, Bernard. Or, yeah. or not maybe something not about it like really worries him. Yeah, right? he looks worried. Or it's it's kind of like an ominous thing for him. Like he looks at it and it's and and I guess I mean because it's red too, right? I guess maybe And we've not seen this thing before, right? No, it was in the trailer, but this is the first time we've seen it in the show, I, I think. See. Yeah. I don't recall seeing it before, but I thought maybe he had it on him and we never we just thought it was a keychain but obviously not lit up. But it suggests that there's somebody who he is afraid of or beholden to or mm -hmm. getting communication from. And mm -hmm. at this point, we can't imagine who or what that might be. Yeah. And then after that, Sims goes and hires an escort for his family, uh, which turns out to be spot on. <laughs> I mean... If his wife would let them in the house. <laughs> yeah. They didn't even arrive there in time either. But you know what was so weird? Like the like the way I know that she was an X rater or whatever, and it seemed like she didn't want to let them in the house, almost because she thought they would make them worse. Almost like she suspected there was something in there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Did she she notice like some kind of like mark on her door or something? something? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. but it could be just that she wants to protect her child. Yeah. Her son from being exposed to any of that because they're trying to, you know, keep the world safe and simple for him. 
because it, obviously both parents know about some of the the violence and the the difficulty in the silo, but because she was very careful about not wanting him to see anything that happened, you know, when Jules got in there that about the gun or et cetera. Yeah. I, I, I'm wondering him. if, I'm wondering if though that she had something to hide from judicial that she didn't want him to see too, you know, like she was just not just like that she knew someone was in there, but maybe she was just, mm-hmm. she has personal things that she doesn't want. Cause no, she knows what, yeah. as, as a job, she, she knows what they look for and what they would report and that right. she could probably get in trouble. Maybe, like maybe she's not supposed to have that gun, you know, cause that really right. took me by surprise. You know, I don't think as a civilian, she's supposed to have that. Right. I think you're exactly right. They, that she had things in there that they would have at, at the very least opened drawers under the pretense of keeping her safe. They might yeah. have seen something, but also she's just like, she's smarter than your average person and she doesn't trust them and doesn't want to give them any access to, you know, her private space. So then they take us to the Billings apartment and Paul is feeling really bad because apparently he did let her go. Um, He says as much, right, that he he let Jules go. But he's really affected by this and they have a fight. And it's, it's kind of brutal because she's basically telling him, you know, that he probably can't do his job and he needs to go back to where he was and just settle down right and just be because he said before he was in administration right so she kind of just wants him to go back to a desk job i'm really confused by the syndrome because from what he says it sounds like what would happen is that he um, has to take a a job that what are the words that they use like um not physical not physical and i mean to me that doesn't sound like such a huge punishment considering how scared he seems to be of people finding out do you know what i mean like is it, and even like when he was like 17 and he told that whole story about mm. how he, you know, punched that guy's punched teeth out for even, you know, saying out loud that he might have the syndrome. It just seems really extreme for, it sounds like the kind of fear you would have, like if the syndrome got you sent out to clean or something, you know what I mean? I mean, it, it might just be like personal shame too, you know, like maybe he just, you know, he might just be the kind of person who wants to have a certain kind of job. Yeah, maybe. And he can't have it if, if he... But if he had a desk job before, you know? <laughs> uh, well, I don't... I, I'm not sure I, I think that's correct. I definitely think that it's him not wanting to be perceived as quote-unquote handicapped mm-hmm. or, you yeah. know, something less than... Because he's pretty, you know, although he's sweet and kind and educated, he's also kind of macho. But I think that she was saying... Didn't she say he had to go back to judicial... Because he but came she, from, she wanted him he was to trying to talk to him into it. Yeah, yeah, but I, I would have thought that he would be one of these, you know, maybe not the stormtrooper type. The what do they call them? The the raiders. The raiders. No, yeah, yeah she, so maybe he, he was a he was a administrative guy. Okay. But, um, but I don't know if like maybe the sh- any position in the sheriff's office is off limits because they have access to firearms and stuff like that. Yeah, so maybe. maybe he just wants to be in the sheriff's department more he than he wants, wants to gun. be in judicial. <laughs> yeah, well, I doesn't... think he's a very law and order type, you know, yeah. follow the rules. But on the other hand, he now knows how evil um, judicial is. Yeah. And he didn't before. He believed in them. And now he thinks they're they're horrific, which they are. <laughs> so he wouldn't want to go back to that. If there's any good guys, they're in the sheriff's office. You know, and yeah. the mayor's at least, office. at least according to what he's been able to see now, right? I mean, his worldview right. has changed a lot, um, especially after Sims punched Jules on the staircase, right? That's right, of... <laughs> right. 
So yeah. that that scene ends where he he goes and he takes some tools out of his kitchen cupboard. Everybody seems to hide all their contraband <laughs> things in the kitchen. They <laughs> haven't got many places, right? There's no closets. <laughs> it's either the cabinets or the oven. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so he's gonna go. On, he say, he tells his wife that he's gonna go on a mission to find jewels and make things right. And that's actually what the episode description talked about. And so I thought he was gonna go hunt her down, but then. Is that what he wants his wife to believe? So I'm not sure. Like, is he just telling her that to appease her? Because it, it's, I, I don't know if he just got derailed when he got to Jules's apartment, you know, because he goes up there and judicial's there and he like gets stopped by the Sandy lookalike. <laughs> yeah. Right. When he was talking to his wife, I kind of got the impression that like, did he let her go? Did he, you, you know, like he, she sees an opportunity, but I think he deep down maybe doesn't quite know how much of him like let go you know what i mean yeah he's just torn all the way yeah he does seem very conflicted because i mean he i mean he's 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 breaking all the rules you know (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, he's a rule rule following guy who's now questioning the rules so his whole world is falling apart in terms of the syndrome we don't really know you know we see him trembling i guess his hand shakes but I guess I thought it was something that developed later that he was just getting and it might be getting worse. But it sounds like it was something he had from childhood. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, and we he, don't know can what does how does it limit him? Is it is it just that people um, are prejudiced against him or or is it that and you can't do some things? That's what I just don't understand. And like, I don't even get the sense that there's so much prejudice. So maybe it's just like being edited and it's not something that we see or if it's just something like in his head where it's like, well, well there's yeah. so much going on. I'm not sure they can show everything. Right, exactly. Many, many ideas going on in this, you know, in this telling of the story. We'll just have to use our imagination. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, and then they go to the down deep and they're looking for, um, for Jules in Martha's apartment. And this is where I think having a toaster that's actually, or a radio <laughs> that's actually a toaster comes in very handy, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. So judicial comes knocking, you can just be like, I just make my morning breakfast in that. <laughs> it's not yeah. a radio. Yeah. Now I'm trying to think back. Uh, so much happens in these episodes. So these people who come and want to come in to Walker's workshop are from the down deep, from mechanical yeah, they've got uh, no. the sheriff with them, the um, or that level. Yeah, they have Hank. Hank. They have Deputy <laughs> Hank. Deputy and then he, I guess, he escorts the judicial raiders to her apartment or investigates. They've all been radioed. Yeah, so they're they're um, she's not happy, but they're not like attacking her or tearing her place apart, right? I think they're just looking for jewels. Yeah, they're just looking okay. for jewels. And there can't be very many places to hide a person, so I'm no, not a whole person. <laughs> Uh, okay, so then then they move us back to medical with Pete Nichols, um, and he's talking to some new mom. And this was really <laughs> Kelly. You mentioned during the this watch party. So weird. <laughs> it was yeah. It was kind of a strange scene because for it's one, like oh my gosh, my baby. I, I she didn't wake up at five to eat. It was six when I woke up. I got an extra hour of sleep, and she's just like freaking out. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. did men write that episode? <laughs> I don't, it's like what mother wouldn't be thrilled? That's that exactly right. I was like, "Praise slept. the Lord, your baby." Yeah, she should have been like, "Oh my God, it was glorious! I got to sleep an extra hour." Yeah, and babies—you know, when babies are hungry, they eat. They—they right? they let you know. You don't have to force them. Although, I mean, if a baby doesn't eat at all, obviously that's cause for concern. But yeah, it was just so funny. And then 
they had some visitors, right? And like some people came in and Will Sims comes in and he says something about, This know, poor woman might just yeah. kill you. I'm like, what are you talking about? I, she looks was, like a- That was a non sequitur. Maybe she's just happening? like known in the silo as being completely deranged, you know, like- was it, was it his nod to the power of tough mothers who will do anything to protect their kids? I, I was I like, where did that come I, from? It, it was weird. I What I kind of thought was maybe they had filmed more than one mother and they mismatched it somehow because it just didn't seem to fit with how yeah. that lady was behaving. She was very... Like she seemed kind of like the quiet type and she didn't look like she was mad or anything. She looked scared when they mm-hmm. came in, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, so he, yeah. So Sims's comment was very strange. That whole like, like he was behaving very weirdly this whole time. I mean, he, he's like trying to bond with Pete Nichols, right? He's like, oh yes, I remember when putting my own son to sleep. He's like, yeah, dude, you're, yeah. you're like the you're like the big bad leather. Yeah. Leather jacket toting guy yeah. of the silo. Nobody likes you. Don't try to <laughs> be all nice, nice. <laughs> Sending mixed signals there. Maybe he's trying to, uh, you know, help with his reputation. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, it's just kind of infuriating because he he knows all the things about what you know the silo has done to Doctor Nichols, and yet he's just trying to like right. put on this. I'm a, I'm a good guy. I'm a father. But he's not. A, nobody's as bad as Bernard. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so the sad part about this was that uh, Pete reveals how his wife killed herself, right? She goes mm-hmm. up to, and I guess that's a popular place. And we had, Kelly, we have debated, right, whether you could fall all the way down from one. And I guess that confirms it. That okay, people, that's insane. That you know what a mess that would make on the bottom. I'm sorry to get gross, but. Yeah, well, I, yeah. there's various uh, fanfic if and when you read the books and you get into the uh, the books based on it. There's there's actually one book that dwells on that. <laughs> I okay. can't be any more specific. Something to look forward to then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll tell you later yeah. when we're off the air <laughs> what the name of it is. But it sounds like it happens fairly often if, like, I mean, I, I know that, that we don't he know said how. the railing was worn down or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we don't, we don't know how old the silo is. We know it's at least 143 years, but it's probably older than that because that's just up to the rebellion, right? And so they, they've been in there from before that. But, yeah, that's still kind of, you would think that. I guess they're just that's, that's still a lot of people. Yourself in the silo, like I if guess. you think about all the obvious ways people usually do it, um, yeah, you're kind of limited. I don't know. And you know, maybe that's why they're so um, strict with uh, who can carry firearms, right? So, mm, yeah. Well, and and a way to stop revolutions. Yeah, you know? they even yeah. get the firearms. I mean, they must just be holdovers from when they first moved in, right? I can't imagine that they would, although, I don't know, I, I we don't, haven't seen any kind of factory levels, right? I mean, we know <laughs> that they, they manufacture drugs, so I don't know. <laughs> the pharmaceutical floor. Uh, yeah, wasn't there, speaking of um, how long they've been in there, when they, at the end of this episode, when we see, again, the uh, label on the mysterious uh, recording that shows birds, it says, it gives... Uh, the, what year it is in the silo, and I oh, forget 90, what it says. Oh, ninety seven. Um, so we we've like yeah. been determining, trying to determine the timeline. So right. what we think is that after they quelled the rebellion, they reset the time, and the rebellion year is year zero. And so the Jane Carmody cleaning is ninety seven years after the rebellion. 
Oh, I yeah. thought it would have been before the rebellion. No, no. So she, her, yeah. I mean, we're, it's, it's all still guesstimates, but yeah, like that's yeah. what we've okay. been able to determine just from looking at dates and ledgers. Because um, in the ledger that Johns is reading in one of the early episodes, she's mm-hmm. reading the ledger from year 97 ledger and the Jane Carmody's cleaning is is noted in the in reference. Page. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good catch. So, okay. So let's move on. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Sims claims that no one person is more important than the 10,000 or the thousands who come. And he's such a hypocrite in this point because he is like putting his family first. Right. And I guess that that's a big deal to Bernard, maybe because he feels that, you know, because it, it seems kind of a small thing. It was just two agents, right? But I guess he he was more honing in on the action. Like he chose to take two people off of their search for jewels. And I kind of get the impression that that saying that no one no one person is more important than the silo is kind of like the whole silos motto. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone mm-hmm. works together for the good of the few. And I think that it, it's just believing in that is what everyone kind of has to do. But I think no one actually believes it. You know, like you're always going to care more about like, your wife and your son. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's why things like that just don't really work. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, Bernard has nobody, right? He doesn't seem to have anybody. (laughs) We don't know where he came from or who comes after him because he doesn't seem to, um, we we get the impression, and I don't mean to jump the gun here, no pun intended, but um, that Sims is, you know, that's that's the plan for the family that he would shadow him, et cetera. But- (laughs) Um, Bernard is like one man alone. And so he could very well be thinking (laughs) nobody matters except the the 10,000 people in the silo in the future generations. But of course, Mm. does he have a successor? I don't really know if he cares about the people in the silo. (laughs) Uh, Maybe. Yeah, I wonder if like Bernard, because like Bernard, um, when he tells him that he he's having second thoughts about making Sims his shadow, he says maybe it's not fair to Sims's family to choose him as his shadow. So I was wondering what that meant exactly, because I guess maybe he was implying that if you had to choose, if, like if it came time. down to it, yeah, like it's a it's a like deep all commit- income passing job. Yeah, it's not yeah. Just like so if if there comes a I, I think he was trying to tell him that if there comes a point mm-hmm. where you have to make a choice, you're going to have to choose a silo instead of your family, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Right. That's what he was trying to tell him for sure. Yeah. And I guess he believes it. You know, he has no family, so. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, then um, Mrs. Sims takes her son into the room and then I I know, I saw that they actually have color photographs of themselves in in their apartment mm-hmm. um not not paintings like it was color photographs so i guess like you know when you're the the monitor guy you can have oh, color photographs color so. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's interesting so so uh, and they know about cameras right if they're definitely they have photographs. I, I thought it was interesting that that they had one in their apartment but maybe mm-hmm. i guess it's for safety Maybe that's why she consented because she sees the broken glass, so she know- and she seems to know what it was, right? Mm-hmm. And- so wait, I'm confused. So now we're talking. I was talking about photographs in 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 terms of you're seeing a, a still photograph of them, so they know about cameras. But so she saw broken glass. You're talking about the wife of Sims, Mrs. Yeah, Sims, yeah, yeah. And she saw broken glass where on the floor when they it first was, got into their apartment. In her apartment. Yeah, it was like in their living room or something so or near Jules the kitchen. Had, yeah, Jules had knocked that one out yeah. so they wouldn't know yeah. she was in. Okay, yeah, yeah, sorry. 
so many things go by. It's like you have to watch these five times. Yeah, the mom had very clearly noticed that the apartment had been broken into. So yeah. she like puts her son into his bedroom and you yeah, know, she tells him closes to stay the door there. and tells him to stay yeah. in there. Yeah. Right. And then she busts out her gun, which. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then she sees the um, case. The hard that drive. Has, yeah, it's on the, yeah, on the hard her drive. bed. But yeah, so Jules, Jules overtakes her, and but she doesn't seem to have. Uh, firearms training. I guess maybe she hasn't been sheriff long enough to have that. But when would they have firearms training? Yeah, I don't know how many days has it even been. Like I'm so confused about the passage of time. It hasn't been long. You know, she's like in the first two weeks or something. Yeah, it was probably scheduled for like week four. She's been important anyway. She's been busy reading her her packed book. <laughs> yeah, because she she says to her, "You don't do you even know how to work yeah. this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty funny. Although you know, point and shoot, uh, right? You just yeah, you point and shoot. <laughs> but yeah, so then Jules handcuffs her in the kitchen. She removes the tools, and then she she sits at their desk, which I thought was amusing. Just the image of like she's just sitting at the desk. <laughs> looking at the screen, <laughs> um, <laughs> but then the hard drive starts. I, I guess it's it's opening or scanning, and oh my god, it was so slow. Oh my gosh. Oh, that yeah, yeah. Um, you, <laughs> maybe you guys are too young to remember, but my husband and I were saying, "Can you remember this when it took like two <laughs> minutes to load a picture?" I was telling yeah. um, Crystal earlier that when I took notes, all of my notes are like, "Oh my god, it's still loading. It's still loading." <laughs> <laughs> It was hilarious though, because I can remember that. We I brought every time it would flash um, back, I was just like, God. Yeah, I remember showing my dad a computer and he had he's not with us anymore. He had waited his whole life for this kind of stuff, you know, to come into being. And then we finally brought him down an old computer because he wouldn't buy his own, of course. And we tried to load up a picture and it was like slowly, slow. You can see yeah, it go across yeah. the screen. <laughs> That's how JPEG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I remember that's how pictures used to load when you're on a on a modem connection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, I think it was just cleverly edited. It was probably only like a minute or two loading like that, but they just kept cutting away and coming back. And so we, we had to watch yeah. it over the course watch of like a six very little tense... flashbacks from an hour ago while, you know, this loads. <laughs> Yeah, it was very um, effective television, though. Upping the suspense. Yes. Yeah, it, it really helped to build the tension. Because, I know, oh we my just God. waited so long to see what's on the hard drive. Yeah, and then, of course, um, Mrs. Sims is behind him, behind her, with that key, or uh, picking the lock. I don't know if she actually had a key to it. I think yeah, she pulled I, out her keys. Yeah, it, it seems to speak to um, Jules's inexperience as a sheriff or as law enforcement like, because you yeah, know, she doesn't think she doesn't think to check her them. pockets, right? So right, right, and she's not paying attention because of course you're she's watching this stuff on the screen. Yeah, I kept yeah. trying to watch um, Mrs. Sims' face to see like what her reaction was to the video mm-hmm. or if she'd seen it before, but I really but felt like it wasn't getting out. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But okay, so then they go back to Jules's apartment and Polish talking to the Sandy clone. Um, and so I wanted to talk about her a little bit because she doesn't seem very important because she's just a small character. But at the same time, she is, they, they did focus on her face in the mm-hmm. cornfield. She's one of the raiders in the cornfield and she helped to arrest Jules. Right. So she was there when they did the whole fake, oh, I thought I heard you say you want to go outside. Yeah. This is the, the short sort of woman with the short yeah. curly hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the one, the one, one Sandy. 
she, you keep saying she's a Sandy clone. Who's Sandy? Yeah, Sandy is the the, the mouthy uh, secretary that Jules had. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she she looks like her, um, but yeah, it turns out that's not her. Um, but she <laughs> she was one of the witnesses in the courtroom who who heard who actually heard how that whole cleaning thing went down. So she knows that they're that they're taking Jules out, right? So she seems to right. be conflicted, and like, you can see it when she's talking to Paul, you know, because she knows that Paul is is concern for Jules yeah. and like she mm-hmm. she took his class so and it's it was funny to me that she reveals that you know Paul actually teaches classes on the fact <laughs> right. I, think, I think she was a fan like you know we're fans yeah. of him. she's kind of like oh yeah you know what's yeah. really funny about when I thought back about that cornfield scene like not only was she a witness but they were so stupid about it they didn't just say oh you know she wants to go out. They were like, oh, I think I just heard her say she wants to go out. Hey, yeah. Sims, you know, don't you think? It, and, you know, it was just so silly that um, it was like, definitely, there were like people there. Yeah. He was, uh, Bernard was taunting her. And, mm-hmm. and the line before that, which I don't think they repeated in this episode, where he said, um, oh, did I say hard drive? Yeah. And, and yeah, and they're kind of uh, mocking her. And they're, they're they're not only evil; they're like the the bad uh, bullies from your high school. Who I just feel like, in terms of when you have like tens of other people around as witnesses, you should probably be a little more discreet. Like, yeah, know, right, run. yeah, yeah. But actually, I think there were only there was only Sims and like three people. The three people that she was fighting with. I don't know if there were more people though. I, I, mean, I feel like I saw a lot of people. Come out of the corn. Cutting, the end. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought there were people coming <laughs> from two sides of the corn, so maybe yeah. three on one side, three or four yeah. on the other. But it gave the impression like of more people coming speak, in. You know, yeah, yeah. So, so you know how uh, Hugh does those uh, silo thoughts videos each week. Um, he had mentioned in last week's one that people were talking about something in last week's episode, and he said it was a, it was. He basically said it's a, a feature, not a bug. Um, but so I, I've been wondering ever since I saw that video, like what he was talking about. And I thought maybe it was this, it was this lady and she's going to, she's going to come back and be important. I don't know if maybe, um, maybe she'll come forward next episode and say that that's not what happened or maybe even I'm after that, you know, so. Remember. So, okay. So they go back to Bernard and Bernard, he's looks very stressed, right? He's like thinking about drinking. He pours his liquor back. He looks at, he, he fingers that, fob again but it's not red anymore it's white so i think he's gone and answered the call right that he got earlier right. so that seems to be i i mean i'm assuming that's why he looks so stressed is he hasn't gotten very good news right so mm-hmm. or maybe he's gotten a scolding a spanking <laughs> <laughs> but then sims reports that jules isn't in the down deep but he tells him that uh, she sent the porter to Lucas. And I thought something, there's an interesting detail in that he says they don't know what the message was. So I guess that's one thing that they can't monitor is they can't, because those are the messages that are typed out on paper. Mm-hmm. So I don't know I if maybe there's... you can type out the message yourself and just hand it to somebody and they'll just deliver it or something. But it, that's like some one way that they can mask communications because it kind of seemed like, they have very few ways to keep whatever they're talking about secret, right? So, but this right. seems to be one of them. Well, maybe there's a protocol, just like with mail. You know, you don't open it. You, yeah. But of course, if um, 
if the, the big bad guys found it or knew that it was some important message, they would look at it, mm-hmm. no doubt. So we see her see it. Okay, so and then they go back to Paul. He's breaking into Drew's apartment. He like makes sure that nobody can get in. He starts looking around. He sees the empty spot where the camera was. Um, he looks at it, but he doesn't seem to know what was there, right? And I mean, why would he? Because it just looks it looks curious, but I don't think he can imagine or deduce what it is just from by that empty spot of the mirror. He just sees that there's like there was something behind the mirror, but. Mm-hmm. And and I think Bernard mentions to Lucas some kind of thing about air quality. So maybe he thinks it might have been that. That seems to be right, something. Right, he does. That... He gives a fake explanation for us. Is that those are the air quality mm-hmm. monitors or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. The... yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, of course, I'm sure you're going to get to this, but he finds the shard of glass on yeah, the ground. Yeah, yeah. And he and, sees, and... he holds it both directions. Yeah, so he can see that <laughs> this it's is not funny. a mirror. Yeah, it's, it's one way glass, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's funny because um, I was confused when he saw that. I mean, I knew what it was, but then I was telling my husband, "Oh, are they called two-way mirrors? But why are they called two-way mirrors if you can only see through one side?" And so I googled it, and it said two-way mirrors, also called one-way mirrors. And I was like, Wait. <laughs> "Yeah, it's very odd because like it's only one way is it a mirror, but." You can only see through it one way, but you shouldn't be able to see through a mirror at all. So it's just like idea. Yeah, I think there, it's definitely been described both ways, one way and two way. And they, they're supposed they're both trying to say one side is the mirror and the other side you can see yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so he, I don't know, do you think he knew what it was or he was just looking at it and thinking, wow, why can I see through it, you know? He would probably not even have the concept, yeah. but he thought it was weird. He yeah. was like, "That this looks different from the other side, maybe. Yeah. It was really more of a message to the people watching, maybe, to us yeah. in the real world. Yeah. And I guess maybe, because I'm trying to think, like, how would he know to hold it up to the light and look through it? But maybe he like held it in his hand and he could see his fingers behind it or something, right? So. Maybe. And then he sees the open vent, um, which I guess they... they Try searching. Cute pop to look in there, <laughs> <laughs> and and then so this part I thought was a stretch. He thinks back to finding the Pez, the Ducky Pez, in the cabinet in that apartment that they searched, and then he thinks I'm going to go search the cabinet here, <laughs> and it's empty. And then he thinks, oh look, there's a little rubber gasket around the outside of the mirror. Why don't I pull that off? Yeah, I, I, I was just like. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like if they would have done a better job like making it clear that he I, I don't know I mean he's they, just they being very thorough looking for clues right yeah and I was trying to think back if he knew that she'd hidden something or found something in an event before but I don't remember him ever knowing that she knowing was doing that. anything like that yeah so well, I don't know. he's trying to be very thorough and and there are so few places to hide things especially since they've <laughs> emptied it but would I mean? Did, was her bed still there? Did he take off the bedclothes? Did he look underneath? Those would have seemed to be. I, I guess obvious. I I just wish that they hadn't done it with like that flashback because it seemed unrelated it was to me. Is yeah, that it was. yeah. So we like, know, like, like, okay, okay. So, like, just here, here's like a hypothetical. Like, if he had gone into the bathroom and he had opened it and then closed it, and then it maybe it didn't close all the way, and then right, he was right, like, right. "Oh, why is it not closing?" And he notices that the rubber is like sticking out a little bit on the corner, and then he's yeah. like, "Well, why is this not not? Why can't I close it?" And then he realizes, "Oh, there maybe maybe there's something behind it." You know, like I can see that having been. A more natural way to hit. We can imagine they filmed it. it like that, and then it was just poorly edited. <laughs> well, 
Well, and I'm thinking that maybe they didn't have time because they yeah, passed maybe. so much into these. And can you imagine the last yeah. episode next week is going to be crazy? But I think that so they short, may have though. filmed it just as you described. Yeah, next week's episode is only 44 minutes. Ugh. I remember wow. saying that and thinking, oh, come on, you can yeah, use you the think full wanna, 60 like, minutes. Add another 15 just to. <laughs> well, you know, you know they're going to leave us in some incredible spot yeah, where, yeah. yeah, I won't even, pro- you know, prognosticate. Yeah, they've been leaving us with cliffhangers for quite a few <laughs> weeks now. Cliffhangers, <laughs> uh, uh, stair hangers. <laughs> but yeah, so then Paul finds the guidebook, and oh my god, I had like a, I felt very sorry for him when they show him, you know, pulling the book out because it's like, oh, he's gonna look at it. Yeah. Because I mean, and, and then sure enough, you know, they show like the raw emotion on his face when he's like looking through the pictures he's like literally and it's, i don't think it's just from his the, the syndrome and the stress and I, i'm sure that contributes to it but it just seems like he's just overwhelmed and overcome i think they've shown like seeing. everyone who, like you know when juliet looked at the guidebook that you know yeah. it was a very drawn out like emotional thing like not like with him but you know i was kind of um heartbroken to see what he did with the book yes Yes, when he burnt, when he throws it in, I was like, no, what are you doing? Oh, he rips out a page, right? And they never show yes. you which page he rips out. No, no, no. I, I, I looked at it. I watched that scene again uh, this morning. And I think he took the picture of the dolphin, under, the dolphin? under the water. Because uh, when, he, when he's ripping it out, you can see a picture of it's It's blue. And then you can see a head. And I think there had been like a, a child or something in the water with a dolphin or something like that. I, I, I have I'm to not sure that's back. the one I would have taken. <laughs> so you don't think it was the two-page beach spread that we saw that no, the other no. woman envisioned I, I, herself cause, in? Cause no. you, know he, you know when he's folding it up, you can see that the page that he's folding he's mm-hmm. folding inward is blue. I think he took the ocean the ocean picture. I like was the, theorizing, the underwater one. So not, yeah, not I was the theorizing one. that there might have been a, uh, a map of the whole United States or a schematic for the silos, but no. People say that's not possible, but wouldn't that have been interesting? So yeah. So um, he he like actually he revealed to us um, a couple of new pages. Uh, there was like a somebody had taken it like taken a screenshot and they figured out that it was for some uh, colonial house, like a historical colonial house. And then there was also probably uh, like a plantation. A, a city. It was <laughs> so like a yeah. no. There was like a city picture with like a, a trolley and stuff. So yeah. I I managed to find that by googling. I googled Georgia. Uh, orange is it like in savannah yes yes it's in in savannah georgia it's like some thing called old town trolley tours or something and i I saw like the the logo and everything so that that then that building on the page is savannah city hall i think so So you did really deep research yeah (laughs) i I remember seeing it and it wasn't in this episode it was the one before right when we saw some of the pictures as they were leafing through yeah. Or was it two episodes ago? And I thought that's going to be, you know, visit visit our Southern heritage, you know, with the beautiful uh, Yeah, there was a, a forest. I, I can't remember the name of the forest. It was like Chatta. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there is a green forest and an aquarium. And I think that's that's the page he took. He took the aquarium page. Yeah. Wow. Um, and it's interesting, the, the people from that, from the time you know, the, in the silos now would have no idea, but it looked retro, didn't it? It looked like something from the 50s or 60s, perhaps. Um, I don't know about that. 
I mean, well, some, some the of the cover. pages looked. Oh, the cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess the design does. But it I looked know. like stuff that I used to see in old postcards that would have, uh -huh. um, you know, yeah, those big kind of got that vibe. Maybe yeah. it's just Georgia's like. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia, it's a little fifties, well, I mean, it, it could also be like, you know, in the future when they bring bring old design trends back, right? So Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To be you know, like how, how the, cool. the 90s are really hot right now. Well, like I go to the store right now and find some 1970 junk book of Oregon, you know, and who knows right. what gets saved or put in a box somewhere and, you know. Yeah. Right. And I mean, and people today still love all the, like the different yeah. design aspects of like the 20s and stuff like that, right? So mm -hmm. it could just be True. that too. Yeah. So uh, next, um, we go back to Jules, and she actually opens it, and she's able to use Allison's page of passwords, and she has libraries circled. Very convenient. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, she puts that in, um, and then you know she sees the she sees she gets to see the blueprints uh, that scrolls down, and she sees all the files, um, and then I guess George must have renamed that, and that's our episode title. Start here, right? Start George here. Re yeah. George renames one of the files. Start here, and that pops up his video. This was something that my husband was confused about. He said, "Why is she so?" just blown away by this video because they do seem to know what videos are because they have the wall screen, right? And the wall screen projects what's what's outside. So I guess, and, and so they've, they've seen people outside, right? But they since go it's like the, the only concept of video that they've ever had, I guess they just don't know that it's something that you can... Save? Maybe. Well, most people don't have access to regular cameras or photographs. So the idea of a, a live camera that could do moving pictures and preserve it, I mean, that's very recent in our history now. Hmm. And so I would think that would, yeah, that would kind of blow them away. Actually, yeah, they can get that video because... from the sensor that they clean. Mm -hmm. and they know that it's like one... One scene that doesn't move hardly, you know. I mean, the, the, the dust moves around and they can see people. But even that, it's... You know how when there's something you know exists, but it's like, you know, people going down in submarines, but I'm not going to do that. You know, it it's there, but it's not there for your average person to use. No, yeah. So you guys. Yeah. So this actually makes sense to me now, because when you think back to before there was like VHS uh, video cameras, people were watching TV long before that. Right. Yeah, right, right from the 50s yeah yeah i mean okay. i grew up before okay. any of this stuff because i'm twice twice you guys age and the idea of a video camera would have <laughs> you know blown me away so and, and then later phone cameras right so right i mean we had horse and buggies in my time not really <laughs> well, if but we did our age <laughs> Yeah, I am. I am. I'm 67. So no, it was a very different world. That's not twice our age. Yeah, yeah that's not. <laughs> well, I, I my was... math isn't good. They didn't teach us math. They had abacuses. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm 44 for the record. All right. All right. And, uh, and Hugh, happy birthday to Hugh, is now yeah, 47. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, well, he's 48. Yeah. Or did he, he just turn 48? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. So, and then Bernard learns from Lucas because so he, he summons Lucas and he's like really losing his shit with him, right? He's like slamming his desk down and like demand. He's, poor Lucas. He's like really shook, right? Because head of he IT. Slammed his, his fist down. That scared me too. Yeah. <laughs> I know. His desk. 
and then he kept doing it, right? He kept banging his desk. What did she say? <laughs> but um, I but before that, he had been mocking or like teasing Lucas. It's clear he knows what stars are called, right? He's like, yeah. so what are those lights? What do you right. think they are? He's yeah. like got this look on his face, like I. Why are they all they like are. that? <laughs> yeah, I'm. Um, of course, having read the book, Lucas is a bit of a different character. I won't give anything away, but I'm. I'm wondering what they're going to do with him because he seems mm. kind of passive. He's a, yeah, yeah. I'm and I I don't know. And yeah, he seems kind of boxed in, right? Because like like Kelly last week, I said, "Oh my God, Lucas is screwed," right? Because <laughs> I, I thought that they saw his face, and then but then it seemed like they looked him over in the hallway, and he got away. But it turns out that they were well aware that he was yeah, in the yeah, hallway. Yeah, they knew he was there. Yeah, right. and so he's like throwing it in his face, like telling him, "Oh, you just slinked away." <laughs> And he like threatens him with punishment. He's like taunting him, right? He's like telling yeah. him, where should I put you? Should I put you in the scavenger room or the mines? And and there's the mention of the mines again. <laughs> Do you think we're ever going to see what the mines are? <laughs> well, it's interesting. Um, thinking about the, the um, scene in the cornfield and then that scene too. These people, they, the writers are at pains to show that they're... Um, they're nasty people and mm-hmm. they're like your, your bully in high school or whatever. They're not just unemotional evil. They're this kind of mocking people. So we really hate them by now. Bernard seems to take pleasure in knowing mm-hmm. more than everybody's. A so. little sadism going on. Yeah. There. Yeah. But yeah. So he, he's, once he hears from Lucas that there was an 18 on the drive, that seems to trigger something in him, right? It's like he, I, I got the impression that that drive has been missing and he's been looking for it. And mm-hmm. 18, which is the same number on his little keychain. On right? his so, keychain right. that, that buzzed red. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was funny when he, he goes to back to that monitor room with that, that with, with the Japanese guy <laughs> named Diego. I'm really confused by that. <laughs> but, but, and that guy, oh my god, he just continually gives like dopey lines. Like he's like always narrating what they can clearly see on the screen. Yeah, he's, so he's not like, the person they oh, would have yeah. chosen to be the main operator of that like system. Yeah, he, he. I think he got in from like a parent or something. He got <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nepotism. He, he got, got that. Door. He got. Yeah, he totally got that job through some connection. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. Then, then Bernard gives that. I really like this. This line saying, like, "That's a one followed by an eight, otherwise known as 18. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was great. Uh, but then, but then, yeah. And then Bernard has this confrontation with Sims, telling him about the whole how he doesn't think he he's gonna make him his shadow. I mean, I guess if you're Sims, that's a pretty big blow, right? To hear that you're you were up for this big promotion and suddenly you're not. Yeah, well, well last it seems time to be the family plan. To you know, be be in control. Well, the last time um, Sims told someone that he wasn't going to be a shadow, he like pushed him off a railing. So, <laughs> and I still don't really know what that was all about, to be honest. I mean, it just seems like he's getting his karma, right? I mean, you're going to go kill your shadow. Maybe you shouldn't have. You shouldn't be <laughs> the shadow of the head of the silo. Yeah, um, now you're my shadow. It's the position you wanted. Nobody can but, see my hands, but I'm pushing him over the railing. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was funny that, like, at, in this moment, like, Bernard is giving him a hard time about sending an escort with his family. And then literally in the next minute, they find out that Jules is in his 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 apartment, right? Yeah. And right. so he, like, he takes off running very slowly. 
I, I think. <laughs> He's just not a fast we, person. <laughs> so, so we know what, what level uh, janitorial is on. It's it's on level 20. <laughs> and he only has to run up to 17. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's plenty of time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so they they start running up there, and in the meantime, Paul is reading the guidebook and he's doing the yes. whole burning thing. And then uh, Jules is still watching George's video, and Mrs. Sims is getting loose and sneaking up behind her. This is, I thought it was a little that that was good good tension because you're like, oh, oh my yeah, God, is she gonna hit her with a hammer? But she actually does meant. I, I had to go back and look, but she does get that gun back, but she doesn't point it at Jules. She just has it at her side. Um, she just I, wants Juliet to not have it, basically. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I think it had a lot to do with what she saw in the video. Like, she was listening. Um, I so couldn't she wasn't... quite tell. It was like she said, turn it off or something like that, you know? And she she clearly isn't – like, she's not angry at Juliet. She's not um, – Yeah, she seemed afraid calm. Afraid of it. Yeah, she just lets her go. Yeah, and then like Jules, like I guess, I guess Jules must take the hammer because as she starts smashing all the cameras in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, Do we know and, that it's her? I think it is her because yeah. I don't know um, who else it would be. I was trying to think if there was some other way the cameras would just slowly be going. I mean, people people black. thought it was Mrs. Sims. I, I saw a discussion on Reddit where people were speculating <laughs> that it was her. She was actually smashing the cameras and letting Jules run, like telling Jules where to run, which I guess it isn't like that impossible because maybe she knows where they are right and this is before the redheaded guy is saying oh i can yeah um, yeah revert. yeah jules goes to i guess she goes straight from sims's apartment and, mm-hmm. and goes to patrick's the Kennedy's, um yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i love that he came back on i, I really like him he's he's I like him last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm pretty sure she's the ex-sheriff now yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so she gets that guy. We have taken to calling him on Discord, Ginger Hacker. <laughs> <laughs> that works. He looks so familiar to me, and I cannot place him. Yeah, we, we found him on IMDb. His official name is Danny, but we still just were calling him Ginger Hacker. So, <laughs> Well, he certainly stands out. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, red hair is a recessive trait, and uh, there wouldn't be all that many of them. But uh, he's really bright red, so he had to have genetics all the way down okay so we are approaching time for you patrice um and so me and kelly can continue on so but do you want to we can i'll never know the end of the episode no no (laughs) i'm sorry that i have to scoot um and and i'm sure you'll wrap it up and i'll come and listen to the end of it so thank you very much for having me this was so much fun (laughs) so thanks so much for joining us patrice it was really nice and a lot of fun having you on it's nice to meet you patrice thank you hey take care Alrighty. Okay, so when when he's talking to when when Jules is talking to Patrick and Ginger Hacker, uh, he actually gives us some key details about the hard drive's history, right? So he was the one who traded it to Regina, and then yeah. Regina got it for George, and then George showed it to Allison, and then Allison went out to like helped him unlock it, and he couldn't get into it. So Allison was the key here in getting it unlocked. Because of it goes all the way back to her memo on recovering deleted mm-hmm. files. So I guess he had run into the same problem as George, right? Because George, when George first contacts Allison, he doesn't. He knows that there's there's files on it, but he can't he can't open right, he them. He can't get past um, them. 
But I thought it was funny because Patrick says, what the actual fuck? And I was like, oh my God, that, <laughs> phrase, that, 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 that <laughs> phrase has made it all the way through <laughs> the silos history. <laughs> it, yes. has, it has lived through the end of the world and Some beyond. last generations. <laughs> that was great. But yeah, so then we get to watch the rest of George's video. And he, he says a lot, but he also doesn't say a he lot. He doesn't say anything oh important. Like, I love that he's in love with Jules. I love that he's so cute and everything. But we need, like, more info. Where's the door? Yeah. What's yeah, with I the mean, water? Do- why is water? Why is this a thing? Why was Juliet it- acting like it was acid? Why is he- I just don't understand. Yeah, because he tells her, I found the door. It's 15 feet high. I couldn't get in it. It's metal. And then he Great. tells her nothing about the water and how to get by it. Just that it's not important. It's like, dude, why don't you just, she's scared of it. Why don't you just tell her what that means? It, it truly makes me think that there must be something about water in the silo that they think, like, is there a reason that they're afraid of it? Or is this, again, where I'm just like making too much? I I, I mean, I don't know. I guess like, I, I guess we just never really would have seen like a big body of water like that. So yeah, yeah. And so dark George, George, yeah. So, so what do you think he means by that? Because people are speculating. They think, oh, maybe it was only like two feet of water, and if she jumps down into it, it'll only go up to like her knees or something. And other people are saying that you know, then why didn't you just say there's that? There's a door somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about the water. It's not deep. Yeah. That's it. That's all you had to say, sir. I, I think it's obvious that it's just writing, right? They they want it to be suspenseful. They're trying to make thing. it, yeah, mysterious. I know. Yeah. Double the flowers in front of the mirror, please. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. There are cameras in the mirrors. Double the water instead oy. of the flowers. Wait, wait, wait. Anyway. Yeah. So George says he records the video in case he doesn't make it, which is ominous and, and um, prescient because he doesn't make it. Um, but he, he specifically tells her what to go look for. He tells her to go look for Jane Carmody's cleaning. And then, yeah, and then she goes in and she watches it with watches with, it. With, with Patrick and the ginger hacker. And right. And, and, and I ginger thought. Ginger hacker. <laughs> So then it cuts back to Paul and he's burning the book and we talked about what page it was. But then it goes back to the Sims in their apartment and they reveal Mrs. Sims, her name is Camille apparently, and she she talks to Sims about their goal, right? Mm-hmm. And it seems to be protecting their son, right? That's the impression I got. Right. Is that what, is that that what you got? That is at least the impression I felt they wanted us to have. I don't know. You know I, they... I, I, I don't know if it's also like... You know him becoming head of asylum because did you notice that she was she was holding his hands like very supportively when they were talking, but as soon as he told her that Bernard said that he doesn't want, she kind of like yanks be, away from him a yeah, bit. She yeah, like pull, she pulls her hands off of him like oh, <laughs> you know. I thought that was kind of telling, but I, but it confused me because is it just that she she feels like he's no longer of use to her, you know? Right. But to me, like, it's weird because if their goal is to get him, like, in the head position and that that's somehow protecting their son, that's, like, implying to me that he would be doing things differently than Bernard. And I get the feeling that he and Bernard are on the same page. So maybe yeah. they're not entirely. I don't know. Because, like, you know, she did let her yeah. go. And she she said that letting her go was somehow related to protecting their son at all costs. Because, like, I mean, I get, like, not wanting people to come in there and, like, tear everything up. But I don't know. Yeah. It's just all very mysterious. Because, I mean, she had the gun. She could have, you know, held Jules at gunpoint until they came. Is it that she's just so... She got a shot in the head, you know? If, like, what they're worried about is, like, this woman being a menace or, like, 
but causing a revolution. She, I don't know. It's, it seemed like she was way more concerned about the raiders coming into their apartment than she was Definitely. about Jules. Definitely, so, yeah. Yeah. And then she she seems to know she seems to fully know what's going. On. I have to want, I started wondering like what kind of non disclosure agreements do these judicial readers have? <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, some of them are privy to some pretty sensitive information. There's that whole room of watchers. They are well aware well, of what yeah. they do, right? Yeah, and it I, made me wonder like do they do they house these people in a separate area? Like, are they never allowed to leave? And do they not mingle with the rest of the silo kind of thing or? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, you know, when you go through that door into judicial, they seem to have like their like entirely separate area. Because when he pushes that guy, his, you know, shadow, yeah, not shadow off the railing, that's like something in judicial, right? That's not like in the main silo. No, no it's it's outside. He he had just come out of janitorial um, and he was kind of, I think, alarmed that that guy Doug saw him. Um, so I think I don't I think so that wasn't was behind part- like the judicial door. No, it wasn't. It was outside. So, so he you took could him just push people the off the railing and they splatter down by I, mechanical I and that's okay and nobody cares? I guess. All right. <laughs> you think they would have netting in no, place down there? <laughs> Some kind of thing to catch people. But instead there's fans. <laughs> Jesus. But so Mrs. Sims... She seems to have an agenda. She knows. Definitely, un- un- definitely. Un- at first, I thought maybe Sims is Sims's wife didn't know what was going on because he had talked about how his mom wasn't aware of what his dad actually did at the silo. But it it seems like he has not done the same thing, and she knows what his job is and what he does. He's not definitely. A he's not yeah. a judicial like right hand to Meadows. He's just. You know, he's just I think hovering over her because he controls her. And she is just like the pants wearing person of the family. And she gave him an order. <laughs> he had like one job. and Yeah, because I mean, I think you mentioned this during the wash party, but the kid speaks to her very, uh, you know, like, yes, ma'am. Yes, mom. Well, you know, it was interesting right? because when she put him in his bedroom the first time, she he says, yes, mom. Yes, mom. And then once like the second time when she knows that Juliet's there, he says, ma'am. And yeah. I was trying to figure out if they were having like some secret communication. I was even like, if she was trying to get him a message through the door with her fingers, mm-hmm. you know, because like she said <laughs> that she wanted to be like in, in blind sight of her son's door. And I was wondering if there was like another reason for that or something. But turns out not. Um, just being a mother, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So then it goes back to Bernard. He's like telling Sims that whoever is. I guess they're like that the ginger hackers pinging their location all around the silo. Like mm-hmm. they're like putting it on like some guy that Patrick doesn't like because he turned him in for some old crime a long time ago. Um, and he says, and like, he, how did he get up to 98? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Bernard says they're good, but I'm better, but he's not even typing anything. <laughs> he's and what, I don't, what is he even doing? Does he, does he even achieve anything? I, did they eventually find out where the disc is? I, it wasn't in this episode, right? No. So like, no. why did you say that? <laughs> I don't know. It, it's it's hubris. Sir. Okay. Then they go back to Jules, Patrick, and Danny watching the cleaning video. Um, and then that's that's where they ended. And I, I just thought this was a really important moment because the two people watching this highly classified video 
are black market people, right? They're they're not gonna like be like the type to keep it a secret. Right. They're gonna go tell everybody, right? right? And they they they're like the type of people who know a lot of people, right? Because they they deal in relics and they do like shady things, so they're well right. connected right, right, right. silo. So they they've, they've the got they yes, they've got fingers out to a lot of people. So yeah, I think that's that's gonna be a key a key thing that they were there to watch that video. So. Yeah, that's where they left us, and that's where we I, go. When we saw Colston's, like Cole, um, when we saw his cleaning, we got to, we got to see sort of his view before he took his helmet off, right? Yeah, like the blue. So he green. was he was, was looking. Was there around. like the same pattern of birds that like flew across the sky then? Yeah, yeah. So it's so it's like the same. I see. Okay, because I mean, so like you know, it's like what's outside, what's not outside. Is there an outside? What's really happening? And I was like talking with my friend earlier. We were just like trying to figure out like because you remember like in the first episode or second whichever it is that Holston goes out the guy who's like suiting is suiting him up is like oh we've made some improvements you'll get a little bit longer this time no you know I think you're confusing that with the short story because I don't remember them saying that I went back and I watched it yeah I I went back and I watched it maybe I'm just remembering it like they they suit him up and he says sorry for all the fuss and that's that's okay okay I am remembering that from the short story yeah okay yeah that makes more sense Okay, but we can see that it's like the same sort of idyllic blue, green, you know, with the birds flying overhead. Yeah, too. and so I had been, I had been wondering, I had been theorizing that Holson was able to see what was on the hard drive, like, like, because I thought, you know, he he had it in his possession. He had Allison's like, notebook. Like, did he ever get on? Yeah. Um, with, like, and he and they established last week that his computer can actually open it because Lucas said that, you know, the sheriff's computer can open it. Mm -hmm. Um, So he could have watched like things, but at the same time, now that you mentioned that when he goes outside, Mm-hmm. he's just stunned right he says Allison you were right and if he had right. seen the cleaning video then I don't think that he would have said that so right. if he did get on the drive I mean maybe he did get on the drive but he I don't think he watched the cleaning video so yeah so I don't know if he but maybe he saw other files maybe he saw the blueprints <laughs> or something else I don't but know what I mean is like if you know if it's that same Blue sky, green grass, birds flying overhead. It just makes me feel like that's something they're playing inside the helmets. Like, yeah. not the, like that's yeah. not something that's outside. It's just something they're showing them. But like to what? Yeah. Like, is and it so I, I, I had noticed this detail and I had mentioned it, I think, in Discord. But you know when they're suiting up Allison in the first the first episode mm-hmm. um they show that they, they they are like steaming her her suit or something while they're prepping but then they show where they get the helmet from and it comes out of this box and they get that box from a closet full of similar boxes mm-hmm. so they're all like pre-made helmets somehow that they go and retrieve when someone goes out to clean so they could be like preloaded with literally anything yeah yeah so i don't know I guess, like, if that is something that's, like, pre-recorded, then it's just to get them to clean the sensors. That's the only thing I can think of. Like, why would you? Either that or it's, like, a mercy thing. Like, they know they're going to die, so they show them something beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've, like, seen people theorizing that, like, people have been talking about, like, the reason people clean and that they think that if they clean the screen, it'll show up as green for them. But that doesn't really make any sense to me. Because, no, I know, yeah. But, but then why else would they do it? And I, obviously, this is me theorizing that this is just a clip that they're showing them. There must be a reason that they show people that before. 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I know how I interpret the book, interpret mm-hmm. like what they say about why why people clean. Because in the in in the short story, he does say specific things that lead you to to make draw some conclusions about why Holston mm-hmm. cleans mm-hmm. and why, and that gives you some possible insight into why other other people before him have cleaned. And Shirley has said. When Holstein went out to clean, that they all clean, right? They've never had anyone not anyone clean. Anyone not clean. Yeah. Right. So. But yeah. So I, I, because, okay, so the reason I don't understand why they would think that, that wiping the, the monitor or the camera would make the green appear inside is that they've, they've all watched previous cleanings and it's never appeared green. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Yeah, like they all see it's that been all it does. A thousand times. Yeah, so the, all they see is that they wipe it and it just makes it clear and it's still dead outside, right? So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I've they seen thought a- it just all cleared up in the past couple of years and, oh, actually, guys, look now, it's fine. <laughs> all that gray is just some buildup on the lens. Yeah, I have no idea. Okay, so what do you think, going back to Paul, what do you think goes through his head and what leads him to burn that book? I think, I think maybe he either like knows how dangerous it is. Like he doesn't know anything except for like how it makes him feel and like seeing it. Like maybe he's just imagining like if other people. I don't know. Now that I say that out loud, it doesn't seem as plausible. Well, (laughs) because I guess to me the way I look at it is that it's it's a temptation, right? It it just Mm -hmm. suddenly makes him want to go outside. All the things, right? Yeah, yeah. Like because. A yearning, right? Yeah. Like, I, w- I want to go outside. I want to go to see the... Because it's got text in it, right? It's yeah, like, and as, sure, as soon as you get a taste of that, you know? And, and, and it's a guidebook. So it's meant to draw you to these attractions, right? Yeah. I, I think on the, they showed us a, a flash of the back and it says, going on your next vacation or something like that. So it's yeah, it's like promotional, right? So he's never been on a vacation. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, there's nowhere to go. Yeah. And maybe he so, just thinks like it, it's even too much temptation. Like he would know where to hide it or temptation for himself to like come back and find it or to try to keep it, which yeah. is, I think, why I was surprised he took that one page. Cause, but I guess that's easier to hide than something. Yeah. I, I think, I think he probably just took the page because he just can't help himself. The temptation is too much. You know, mm-hmm. like it, just the imagery is just such a draw that I think even with his, his rules centric mindset he just wants to have a piece of it right but he still would you know yeah but he still knows how dangerous it is because probably because he 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 knows all the emotions going through him and the the desire that he he has Mm -hmm. because he's just had that conversation with his wife about how utterly scared she is that that he'll go out to clean and 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 leave her by herself right and then i guess that must be on his mind while he's thinking about Oh my God! And now I actually have a, a a desire to go outside, right? So, right. But it was so sad, like Patrice was saying, to watch him actually burn it. <laughs> I thought it was funny that the, the um, smoke alarm went off, and I was thinking, like, why yeah. is actually like if there's a fire, <laughs> it's like the it would be very hard to get water places and that. Maybe that's why everything is concrete. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, their their kitchen looks very. Uh, it doesn't look like a fire will spread very far. No. All right, yeah. So that's the end of the episode. You have any thoughts leading up to fi- the finale? What's going to happen next week? Um, you know, I just I don't know. I 
I don't really think that Jules is going to get sent outside. I don't think we're, I don't think we could end like that because I think that would be too much for me. So I'm going to go. Well, I mean, the episode is called outside. No, we're not going out. (laughs) If it ends where like someone else goes outside and dies, I quit. Haven't I said that already? What did I say? Yeah. I said said, if Julia dies. You said if Julia dies. I don't want to like get attached to some other character like hundred years later and then don't, I don't find out anything. I'll be really upset. Hugh, make this not happen. (laughs) Speaking of Hugh, we're going to have him back on after the show is over. So look forward to that. All right. So other, other items. Oh my God. I totally forgot. I had, I had asked Patrice to take the pop quiz and we ran out of time. Oh, well, we can just save it. Couple other things. Update on my silo blanket. It is freaking big. I've never knitted a blanket this big before and I'm going crazy doing it. Like, I can see I can see the the end point but the oh end my is god. Near? Just, yes, the end is near. I can see the end of my pattern page but it just seems so far away and oh my god, it's just yeah. It's huge. It's it's going to be in the end up being like a queen size. It's going to fit on nice. top of a queen size bed. So yeah, I, I hope to do get a lot done this weekend and maybe like in the middle of the week I can finally share photos and share videos and stuff of it. <laughs> I got to get it done before the finale, that's for sure. So, I have seen it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It looked like pretty done when I saw it, so I'm not really... No, no, Was it just no, so I had, had a little bit. And I got to do the border too, so but mm. yeah. Okay, so audience question. Uh, what are your predictions for the finale? Uh, how, how do you think they're going to... And it's it's called outside, like I just mentioned to Kelly. Uh, so no. who who's going to go outside? Or are we going to just I don't even want to go like... outside anymore. I don't care what's out there. <laughs> that That's not what a lot of Reddit Reddit people say. Like a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of people on Reddit are like, if they don't show us what's outside, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so on the subreddit, uh, we're going to be having a, an AMA uh, and ask me anything with Hugh Howie on July 2nd at 2 p.m. Eastern. So if you have lingering questions or questions that aren't like necessarily to do with what's on the show, maybe behind the scenes stuff or things like that, yeah, come with your questions ready and hopefully you can get one answered by Hugh Howie himself. I was very yeah. happy you came to our watch party this week. It was very spontaneous. Yeah, I did. It, <laughs> uh, I, it was funny because, not funny, remember how, well, anyway, my internet cut out like, I don't know, five minutes before the end. And no, it was my oh. computer froze. It like froze. And I, so I could like hear the episode, but I couldn't read the chat anymore. So oh, I didn't even know okay. how. That's I know. Bummer. But yeah. So. I, I only showed up because I'd already watched the episode. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's how I do to it too. You know. Yeah, it's hard to pay attention. So that's why I I make the watch party my second watch because yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to watch it like on my own without typing because if I start yeah. typing things, I'm going to miss Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> miss no. a lot. So That's why I came because I'd already watched it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so I mean, definitely if if you're into that kind of thing, you should join us because it was a lot of fun. Um yes. people just live chat while we're watching the episode um and it's it's always funny to hear people's reactions to what's happening on screen and <laughs> making comments and posting gifts and stuff so yeah be sure to check that out but um if there's nothing else thank you for joining us for another episode of wires from the deep be sure to follow or or subscribe to us and tell other silo fans that they can find us at wiresfromthedeep.com if you're enjoying our discussions please leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice you can join the don deep discord by going to the dondeep.net and following the invite link to join discussions with other fans 
or join our Friday night watch parties, although we only have one left. And then after that, I guess we'll have rewatch parties leading up to season two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you want to contact me and Kelly, you can leave a comment on Podbean or one of our YouTube videos, or you can email us at crystal at the downdeep.net. Uh, tune in next week as we break down episode 10 outside the season finale. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. I don't want to go outside. <laughs>